Hi, everyone. Welcome to Media Snack live from New York. And live from London. Hi, Paul. So you might notice we've got, again, we're mixing up the team, Media Snack team each week. It's really good. So um, today you're going to meet more of the IDCOMS team. You're going to meet Paul, and I'm going to explain to you how uh, how cool Paul is because uh, we've been, we do a, a number of different uh, you might be aware, you've probably read them, or you maybe you've completed some of the surveys that we've done over the years, but we do multi-wave research as a business uh, into seven different areas, which we call the seven Ts, which, are this, which we call the kind of critical drivers of media value, which is a bit of a mouthful. But it's looking at certain, just topics, really, key topics that we break the whole complex media function down into these seven component bits. And then each quarter, we do a little bit of research and just gauging sentiment in each of these. And... and uh, Today, we're talking about talent, Paul, right? So uh, it's very timely because probably that's the biggest thing that's preoccupying the marketer and the agency leadership right now is talent. So this has been a really interesting time to do this piece of research. Um, this is, I think, the third wave that we've done. So we've, we started doing these, these uh, reports about four or five years ago. This is the third time now that we've looked at media talent. So we're going to go kind of deep on that. And Paul, who's run the piece of research and prepared the report, uh, is also going to help us understand some of the trends that we're seeing, you know, what's been changing, how is sentiment changing over time. Um, so that's really important. We've done quite a lot on, on media talent recently. So um, we'll link above and below to episode 205, 205, which was uh, about six months ago looking at uh, you know, what is going on with talent, because it was clearly post-pandemic, it was a clear issue and challenge on, on staffing and churn and motivating, retaining and attracting new talent into the, into the immediate business. And then at the beginning of the year, just a few months ago, uh, episode 211, which again we'll link to, was uh, we set out what we thought our you know, beginning of the year priority should be for the for the media director and talent was just number one top of the list so you know three months on we've been doing some infield research um let's kind of go we'll go into that and uh so let me introduce paul so paul stringer is consultant in our team based in london um and paul you oversaw the infield research and the pulling together of the the report and the analysis and paul's been doing uh interviews on this and provided comment through the press. We've had quite a lot of press coverage this week uh, on this report. It's really been really good. So, Paul, just tell us, give us a quick background on the on the, uh, on the the report itself, and then we can just dig into some of the really interesting findings that we found. Yeah, of course. And thanks, Tom, for having me on Media Snack. You might not actually remember, but I did do one of these episodes a long time ago when we published those you did. agency management guidelines with this bar that's right yeah. so this is a this is my second time really happy to be here and just to tell you a little bit about the research we did so this was a a survey that ran between february and march of this year and we received about 81 responses in total and those respondents were from quite a broad swathe of the industry so principally advertisers representing a, a global media investment total of around 10 billion, uh, but also some agencies as well, and also some consultants and journalists. So we, we had a really nice broad corpus of um, different members of the industry participating and involving themselves in this research. Yeah. Uh, the, the aim of these reports, and this is true of every research report that IDCOMS publishes, is 
what we're trying to do is understand how sentiment might be changing or might not be changing over a period of time. So we typically ask respondents the same types of questions, but focus on a different media subject each time. For this particular report, we want to understand quite broadly where are the biggest concerns around talent at the moment, around media talent? Uh, where are the key demands in terms of capabilities? What are current satisfaction levels like with talent at the moment? And what are expectations and trends for the future around media talent as well? So covering things like in-housing, which I think we're going to come to towards the end of our conversation today. Yeah. Yeah, very good. And and those are three topics that we've been talking about. You know, what, should, what should we focus on? Because we can't go deep into the re full report. Um, I should say the report's free to access. Um, as I said, we do this every three months. We look at a different topic. And so you, know, you, might, you might have uh, submitted some inputs to this. So thank you if you did. Um, we'll, we'll link down below. You can download the full report um, for free as well and obviously get all the and more of the information that we're talking about today. Um, but these, I think these are the kind of three th three kind of key things, key kind of areas that we probably want to want to touch on today. So some of the early questions in the reporting are really about people's concerns and their sentiment towards talent. So what if we say, well, you know, what is it that keeps an advertiser awake at the moment about when it comes to talent? What have you found through this research? So really, really interesting this year in that talent churn is now the biggest concern both among advertisers and agencies. And that's quite a, a departure actually from previous years research where issues of quality and internal operating structure have generally taken precedent over talent churn. So in the survey, we found that two thirds of advertisers and about three quarters of agency cited media talent churn as their number one concern. Yeah. And do we know what's driving that? Do we know what, you know, why, yeah, why is that so high? I mean, we know that chat, we know from experience that churn is high because mm. we deal with advertisers and agencies every, every day. Um, you know, what, what's driving that concern, do you think? Yeah, it's a good question. And, and you know, I think just as you say, even before the pandemic, the ANA were reporting that turnover rates in the industry were as high as 30%, which I believe was the second most of any industry behind tourism. So that gives you a kind of a bit of context as to some of the pre-pandemic challenges that we've been dealing with as an industry. I, I think what this demonstrates is that uh, really the, the kind of disastrous effect that pandemic behaviours have had on agency and, and actually uh, client turnover rates. I think there was a you know, what we saw in the pandemic was a huge amount of layoffs, uh, particularly in agency land. Mm -hmm. And I think one of the real challenges that the industry is facing now is trying to win back and attract that talent who have gone off to other places. There is a smaller pool of talent now. Uh, there is more competition for talent. And also inflationary pressures are pushing salaries higher so I think what you're also seeing in the industry is uh, a higher level of willingness among industry professionals to leave their current role and move on elsewhere, which I think is a major contributing factor uh, to the high turnover rates that we're seeing in the industry at large. 
Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think we we see that in practice as well as in the research. We see that in practice. Um, you know, and there's been lots of comment, including from us, you know, to say that, you know, a- agencies reacted very quickly, let's say, let's put it politely, like, you know, to, to the challenges of the pandemic, because there were these mass layoffs in 2020, you know, 50,000 people left agencies. Um, and now they're struggling to get those people back or the same quality of people back in because people have decided to maybe go off do, do, do other things. Um, and that has obviously an implication for the advertiser as well, not just the agency, because we're seeing, I think as well, I mean, I'd like to talk more about this is, you know, there's the, there's the churn, there's the numbers, but also the, the satisfaction rate I think has dropped right in this re- in this research so people's satisfaction with the quality of the t- media talent that they have is lower at the same time so that surely that's just exacerbating the problem yeah completely and and we asked we asked respondents to give us an indication of how satisfied they were with current levels of talent and uh, 45% of respondents all respondents we surveyed disagreed that current media talent met their needs and I think even worse than that is only four percent strongly agreed it met their needs so even those who agreed weren't totally kind of uh, assured or convinced uh, by the current quality of talent in the marketplace at the moment yeah yeah okay so just look looking ahead because we we ask we try and track sentiment and we gauge sentiment towards these type of topics, right? So we've got the advertising, the agency perspective, and they seem, whilst the numbers are slightly different, I mean, they're kind of aligned in the same places, aren't they? They're saying that they're aligned on the same kind of things um, in terms of their sentiment. So looking ahead, what, what what is the research telling us? Like how are advertisers and agencies thinking about how they develop talent in the future and as, we, as I think you mentioned at the beginning, I mean, one of the big questions is how much is the advertiser going to be building that internally? You know, how much does the marketer really think, is it about me hiring or is it making sure that my agencies are hiring well? Um, what's the trend there? What are we seeing from the research? Sure. So I, I'll answer this one in two parts because I think there's some re- a couple of really interesting things to say here. Uh, I think the first of those is just to mention the types of capabilities uh, that advertisers and agencies think the marketplace needs. So we we asked a question in the survey about, uh, you know, future capability requirements. And there, both advertisers and agencies highlighted that additional capabilities would be required over the next couple of years in areas uh, such as e-commerce, data and measurement. Those were the top three areas. Now, in terms of whether those capabilities should be developed internally or or externally uh, on the agency side, we're seeing some quite kind of strong and conflicting opinions here, basically arguing for both cases. So on the one hand, some advertisers seem quite sceptical about building in-house capabilities, which I think is really interesting. There's a sense that we should be trusting the experts here. We should be trusting agencies to bring those capabilities to us. Uh, There's some real concerns, and you'll see this when you read the report, and some of the sentiment we've highlighted 
around the cost of attracting, retaining, maintaining talent on the client side. Some people feel very strongly that should be the jurisdiction of agencies. But on the other hand, there's also advertiser sentiment that seems to reflect that there's a very clear opportunity to build internal capability, but in specific areas like data and measurement, which I think makes sense mm. for brands with well-developed internal data and analytics capability or brands that are kind of rich in first-party data, perhaps. Uh, but still, there's some really interesting data. I really encourage people to go in and dig into the report because what you're seeing there is some uh, not necessarily uh, a kind of consistency in the way people feel about how capabilities should be developed. Some people are more skeptical um, than others, and I think it's highly contextual, really based on the type of advertiser you are, whether you might consider continuing to, to kind of rely on agencies to bring that capability, or you yeah. start to make bigger investments in that capability in-house. Yeah. So let's just quickly, before we close up, just talk about in-housing, because that is, that's been a somewhat contentious issue. We don't even really like to call it in-housing because it always suggests that the, the, the advertiser is taking something from the agency and just moving it internally. And that's not really exactly how it's working. Um, but, but we've seen quite, quite division, haven't we, when, around the idea of in-housing, the advertiser building their own capabilities. Uh, you know, and uh, so that disagreement, is that consistent with the previous waves or is it getting getting wider the difference of opinion between the advertiser and the agency yeah it's really really interesting because so far actually what we've spoken about is is a fair degree of alignment and consistency right between the way advertisers and agencies view the media talent marketplace yeah uh, but as you mentioned this very clearly we had a question around do you think it's more likely or less likely that advertisers will be in-housing uh, more capabilities in the future over the next 12 months. And we saw real disagreement here between advertisers and agencies. So mm. over half of advertisers that we surveyed thought it would be more likely that they will in-house capabilities over the next 12 months. The opposite was true for agencies. So over half of agencies felt that it would be less likely that advertisers would be in-housing any capabilities over the next 12 months. And, I mean, we could go into many reasons why we think they disagree. What, maybe touch quickly on that. Is there anything you think is kind of driving, driving that, or is it just kind of wishful thinking on both sides? You know, you just, you, uh, is it, you know, confirmation bias? I think you would call that in research. Yeah, I mean, there's probably a bit of that, I would say. I think there's still that kind of level of distrust or suspicion on both sides about in-housing. Advertisers who are keener to in-house probably feel to some extent, and at least for certain types of talent, that they'll be better served by growing those capabilities in-house, kind of data, analytics, measurement, etc. Agencies, on the other hand, are probably sceptical um, because they have question marks over advertisers' ability to be able to attract, re retain, maintain in-house talent. And also, there's quite a natural instinct, I think, from agencies who feel that they want to defend their own 
expertise and unique value that they bring to advertisers. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's uh, one perhaps more obvious explanation for the division. But like you say, we could probably do a hundred media snack episodes just talking about that issue. Yeah, exactly. And we're, and we're coming up. We're, we're talking about in-housing coming up, and so this is a good grounding for that. Actually, just to understand because the the recruitment of you know particularly some like digital, particularly digital talent. When advertisers think of in-housing, you know, they're sometimes thinking about, you know, hands-on keyboard, digital buying of, of biddable media. It doesn't always work out that way uh, very well. But um, it's that idea of actually taking on the talent. So that's a big, that's a big challenge. So in-housing is really, really a talent, talent challenge, talent question. Um, okay, final thing actually that we should talk, and this is this was not really specifically in the report, but I'm but I I'm curious your perspective, because you and I have talked a bit about this in the past, is just whether, you know. Does the does, is there a silver lining somewhat of the talent crisis, which is actually really encouraging, particularly particularly agencies, I think, encouraging them to just think outside their normal, you know, hiring patterns, which is, you know, driving more diversity through their uh, through their talent uh, pool, through their through their teams, but also the idea of you know remote working, which we're very used to at IDcoms, and we have the we have a great privilege of being able to you know almost hire almost anybody from anywhere, which is great, um, because talent is very evenly distributed and opportunities are not. Agencies have been very kind of city center centric, haven't they? Metro, metropolis businesses. Does the talent churn now accelerate that looking broader and more diverse and more distributed talent? I think it has to. I mean, I think if we are going to solve current shortages around talent, it's absolutely critical. We think of mechanisms and ways of improving the current diversity and breadth of talent that we attract to the industry. Uh, I want to read you actually just one quote from the survey, which I think really illustrates this point perfectly. Uh, And this respondent says, advertising is historically a bastion of white, upper upper middle class privilege, and the credentials for hiring have not been realistically updated for decades. Not everyone needs a baccalaureate degree to work with the tools and data that now occupy the time of many media professionals. If potential hires and new hires have gaps but are smart and creative, upskill them. Give them an onboarding experience and training and support to succeed. Love that. Well, listen, that's that's a nice endpoint to uh, to us talking about the report. I should say, and so Paul, thank you for sharing that with us. Thank you for doing this. It's a really, really nice piece of work. Um, as I said, we do this on a cycle every three months. And next, I don't know what the next topic is. What are we looking at next time? Do you know? Training. Training. Okay, so that's media education goes very nicely hand in hand with exactly what you're just talking about, which is upskilling as well, um, both on the advertiser side, quite importantly, on the advertiser side and as well as the agency side. Um, so that'll be the next report. That'll be out in a few a few months. Um, but that's it for this week. If you you can download on the link below. If you've got any questions, we have an email address: reports at idcoms.com. So we go on the screen. So if you've got any questions on the report, any follow up, or you want to get access to a bit more of the information or any any feedback you've got, please just email us: uh, reports at idcoms.com. Uh, but that's it. That's your media snack for this week. See you next time. Cheers. Media Snack is brought to you each week by IDcoms, the award-winning growth consultancy specialising in media. 
We help advertisers on a life cycle to grow in three service areas, operations, partnerships, and optimization that transform your media investments into real company growth. Whether you're planning an agency pitch, upgrading your media organization, want to learn new best practice, or simply get better performance from your media investments, you can find out more at idcoms.com forward slash growth.